The idea is to ask God to plant the seeds of the gospel deep within our hearts, within the hearts of our families, our communities, our parishes, so that we can truly be collaborators with Christ of extending the dominion of Christ over the face of the earth. Hey y'all, welcome back to Native Soil. This is episode 14. And in this episode, I really want to dig into the soil of Native Soil. I want to dive into that imagery. And particularly as we consider sacred places. It's interesting that in human history, there are certain places on earth we consider to be particularly holy, particularly close to God. In the Celtic tradition, they refer to these as thin places, places where that veil that separates us from heaven seems to be a little bit thinner and we can encounter the Lord. And so there's many holy sites in the world. There's different places where Mary has appeared or Jesus himself. One of the easiest examples might be thinking about the Holy Land. And many times when people visit the Holy Land, this land that was made holy throughout really beginning in the Old Testament with God choosing it to particularly belong to God and his uh, chosen people. But then when God sent his own son into the world to be born in that land and to walk there and to breathe that air, it's a land that we have a sense has become sacred. And many times when people go to visit the Holy Land, you'll see they'll come back and they'll actually have some soil from the Holy Land, something that connects them to that place. And even more than just being symbolic, there's a sense that this connection to the soil there, there's, it's a thin place. It's a place that helps us to grow closer to God and to move closer to those heavenly realities. In a secular way, I hate to use this example as an Alabama fan, but um, when something momentous happens in sports, a lot of times people will clamor to have a little piece of the turf, a little piece of the bushes where it happened. I was there for the kick six. I'm sure you all know what that is. Uh, the Iron Bowl, that last field goal, um, runs it back the whole length of the field. It was a devastating moment as an Alabama fan, but kind of miraculous to witness it. All these people are storming onto the field. And I remember reading an article in the aftermath of that about $30,000 worth of damage uh, was done to the stadium, Jordan Hare, that night because people were digging up soil. They were taking branches. They were taking anything from the stadium so that they could feel connected to that moment. I remember walking back. I was assigned in Auburn at the time as a priest and seeing a couple kids getting stopped by the cops because they had taken the, the yard marker and the chains and they had finally gotten caught. But it was just a wild thing. People wanted to have a sense of connectedness to that place and to the soil. All the more so when it comes to places touched by God. In our Catholic churches, these are thin places for us as Catholics. This is places that have been consecrated. The ground has been consecrated to God. We've built uh, a temple there to Christ. And it's a place, you know, you go to any Catholic church, you're going to see that red light, that candle in the red glass signifying that Christ is present there. God breaks through at every mass and brings 
the presence of his son into a certain place. And so we consider these to be holy places. But for us as Catholics, we don't just visit holy sites. We go to these thin places to encounter Christ so that we can become sanctified and we can leave this thin place and bring God's sanctifying power into the world. It's all the more dramatic with the Eucharist. We literally go and allow the life of Christ to be implanted into the soil of our hearts so that we become changed, we become more united to heavenly realities, and we go out into the world. We're sent out, that word mass coming from that misa, uh, the Latin being sent out, to sanctify the world around us. And um, this is really the goal of, of our Catholic lives. On the back of our cathedral, right above the back door in Latin, it says Janua Celi, the gates of heaven. We enter through these gates to encounter heaven, to encounter God, and then we leave to bring with us that sanctifying power. Think all the way back from the beginning, Genesis. God creates man and woman. He puts us in the garden. And man's first command is to take care of this garden, to protect it. And he gives dominion to us over earth, over all the animals, all the sea, everything that God's created gives dominion to man. And very quickly, Satan sneaks in there and he's like, hey, how about you give me dominion? And we very sheepishly, quickly kind of hand him the reins. And it's interesting throughout the scriptures from that point on, Satan many times is, is, is mentioned as the prince of the world. He has a certain dominion over the world. And so ever since the whole story of salvation history is God piece by piece regaining dominion over the earth for his name and for his purposes. There's a certain sanctifying that has to happen on the earth piece by piece. This happened all the more dramatically when he sent his son to the Holy Land to bring God's presence to earth. But now as his son has encountered us, particularly through the church, through the sacraments, he sends us out to sanctify the earth, to extend his dominion over to the places that we are. It's amazing uh, when you think about it. He could just do this on his own, but for some reason he chooses us to extend the power of his redemption person by person, place by place. Jesus defeated all evil on the cross. We all have been won by his redemption, but the application of that redemption, the application of its sanctifying power is still happening through our participation place by place and person by person. And so this all gets me thinking about the soil that we stand on. God has us here in the southern half of Alabama to extend his dominion over every rock, over every tree, over every neighborhood, over every situation, socially, politically, economically. He wants to work through us to sanctify this plot of ground. And so I kind of had this idea, my older sister actually gave me this idea, so shout out to Courtney, about actually going to get some soil and putting it here on our set. And um, I thought about the soil that was particularly significant in my life, places that God in his providence has put me. And so um, I have two kinds of soil that I, I wanted to put in this mason jar 
my thought would be to put it in this mason jar and to let it be a symbol of this is the place that God is calling me to sanctify. This is the place that he wants to become a thin place. He wants this to be a place where people can readily encounter him. And so um, my thought is that this would be a reminder on this set of kind of where God has placed me and where I'm called to sanctify. And I thought it might be an interesting thing to challenge you listening at home. Maybe you get a jar and put some soil that's particular to you. Maybe it's soil from where you're from. Maybe it's where you live right now. Maybe it's from your workplace or from your parish. And you put it in a jar, you put it on your kitchen table, and let it be a reminder that as Christians here in Alabama, this is our responsibility to extend the dominion of God's kingdom to this place over this soil. Maybe even pray over it and ask God, say, God, come and sanctify this place. Make this a place that is holy. That's a thin place where people readily see you and love you and work for you. And so um, here's some soil from Holy Spirit Parish. This is where I grew up. I was there. I received my first communion. I received a confirmation there. I went back there to celebrate my first mass. It'll always be a very special place to me. So I wanted, when I was up in Montgomery, um, I crept onto the campus and I got some soil from close to the church building. So that's, I'm gonna put as the foundation of my jar here. And uh, my other one I got from the cathedral, from its garden there. I actually got it this morning on the way here. And currently I live at the cathedral. It's kind of the common home of all of our diocese, but I've lived there for the past four years. And in the Bishop's name, you know, I've been working with vocations. So I'm gonna top off this mason jar, kind of making a mess with uh, soil from the cathedral. And um, we're gonna put this on the set back here. And when other people come and visit, you know, hopefully we, we will interview some people from around the diocese ask them to bring their soil as a reminder of this is the soil that we are being called to sanctify. So put my, put my signature here and boom, native soil in a jar. It's right here. Um, my older sister got this idea actually from a project she saw up in Montgomery by the Equal Justice Initiative they have something called the Community Soil Collection Project. And in this project, they have collected soil from many places around the South where lynchings have occurred. It's a very sobering project, but the people at Equal Justice Initiative wanted to concretize these horrible acts. They estimate there's about 4,400 lynchings that took place between the end of Reconstruction, 1877, and 1950. It's particularly poignant here in Mobile. The last known lynching in the United States happened right here in Mobile, 1981, uh, with Michael Donald. And in their project, it's very sobering, but when you go to the Memorial Montgomery, you will see big mason jars filled with soil um, from all these different sites where people were lynched as a way of reminding this needs to be sanctified. This needs to be redeemed. This part of our history, this part of our society must be redeemed. 
And sure, from a social justice standpoint, but by the blood of Jesus, like that's the only thing that can heal uh, our world and its ailments. Brian Stevenson, the director of EGI, he said this about the soil project. He says, in this soil, there is the sweat of the enslaved. In the soil, there is the blood of victims of racial violence and lynching. There are tears in the soil from all those who labored under the indignation and humiliation of segregation. But in the soil, there is also the opportunity for new life, a chance to grow something hopeful and healing for the future. As I place my own soil in this jar, as we perhaps gather soil and put it in a jar and put it on our kitchen table, let it be a reminder of the wonderful blessings in our life that God has given us on this soil, but let it also be a reminder of the great evils that still need to be conquered by the love of Christ. And let it be a reminder to us is this soil is not going to till itself. It's not going to renew itself. God could snap his fingers and do it, but for whatever reason, he has placed us here as brothers and sisters in the southern half of Alabama, and he chooses us to be people who encounter Christ in these thin places we call our churches, through these thin encounters we call our sacraments, and he sends us out to sanctify the soil that we stand upon, to renew our native soil. So this idea my older sister had seen from this community soil project is obviously focusing on racial injustice. But the idea kind of taking that idea and broadening it to all that is our native soil. And part of this means we have to be willing to take the time to study our state's history, study our neighborhoods, study our communities, and see where does the redemption of Jesus Christ need to be applied? Is it in this school scenario? Is it in my family? Is it in my neighborhood? And so as we kind of make our own jars with soil kind of representative of our lives, the idea is to ask God to plant the seeds of the gospel deep within our hearts, within the hearts of our families, our communities, our parishes, so that we can truly be collaborators with Christ of extending the dominion of Christ over the face of the earth. One place at a time, one parish at a time, one diocese at a time. So let us not be afraid to broaden this symbol uh, and, and apply it to all the ways and all the places that God is asking us to sanctify. And so I encourage you to really think about soil this coming week. Think about putting some soil uh, from places where God has put you, where you're from, where you are now, where you ca are called to work and minister. Put that in a jar and let us pray over our soil and ask God's blessing to bring healing and renewal as only he can. This project of salvation history, which has been going for so many years, it, God desires to bring that and implant that here in the soil of, of, of Southern Alabama in a special way. So pray with me as we close a prayer over this soil, over our native soil, as we conclude. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we ask that you send your Holy Spirit over our soil, over our native soil, to redeem it, to renew it, to purify it, and to extend the reign of your kingdom here on earth. 
We ask your blessings over this soil here and all that represents, all those listening, Lord. May you use us as your instruments of renewal for our native soil. Blessed Mother, we ask you, you who said yes, and it's because you said yes, the Holy Land was made holy. We want the same kind of sanctification to take place here in Alabama through your help and through your guidance. And so we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. When God bless all of you, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. God bless y'all, and God bless our native soil. Look forward to seeing you next time.